if I'm at the right place. Um, okay, it's it's been a long day, and I got home from the funeral, and I was just going to, you know, take a quick break. And at 6.15, my phone rang, and Vaughn said, I'm at the back door, let's go. <laughs> so I... Well, thank you, Lord. I want to look at Second Samuel, chapter nine, and begin reading in verse one. Second Samuel, chapter nine. In my honest opinion, this is one of the greatest stories in the Bible about love. It is amazing. There, you won't ever touch all the points that you could get out of this story. But Second uh, Samuel, chapter nine beginning in verse number one. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of of Macher, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then the king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Macher, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will store thee all the land of Saul thy father. Thou shalt come and eat bread at my house, or my table, continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant? that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am. Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, How given I have given unto my master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Lord, thank you for it. This being in the Bible, Lord, there's so much richness in this story. Father, we give you praise. We thank you and we love you. And Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sure you're familiar with this story. Saul was king of Israel. Saul's son, Jonathan, and David were best friends. They just matched together. 
you know, you're stuck with your kin. You can pick your friends. And they were closer than brothers. And Jonathan was to be next in line for the throne as it would go. Whoever was king, then his son would be king after him. But the problem is David was wanted to be king by God. God insisted that David be the next king of Israel. And now Jonathan and David, you know this problem would come up between them. But they made a covenant with each other that they would always be friends. And you can read about it in 1 Samuel 20, 14 through 17. So when Saul and Jonathan were killed, David began to marshal all his forces together and in time was crowned a king in Judah and then in all Israel. Now, according to oriental customs of that day, <clears throat> a new king would put to death all contenders to the throne of a former dynasty. Any kinfolk left in that king's family by their law would be wiped out. Therefore, according to their law, David would have been completely justified in putting to death any of the offspring of old King Saul. Well, David sought this out. He had searchers out there everywhere. And the only living survivor there was that was to be put to death was the little son of Jonathan, who was a cripple. He was lame in his feet. The Bible says that they dropped him when he was a baby and he was paralyzed apparently from the waist down. He had been taken and hidden for his life. There was royalty in his blood, but Saul was dead and Jonathan was dead and that would present a problem. His name is Mephibosheth. He was the last vestige of danger to David's throne. So the search was on for Mephibosheth. Now, Ziba, a servant of Saul, betrayed the hiding place of Mephibosheth and David found him. The story thickens. So when Mephibosheth is brought before King David, 
He falls on his face before the king. He fully expects to be executed. He can't flee. He can't walk. He is absolutely at the mercy of King David. You cannot change your bloodline. So what we're going to do Mephibosheth is a picture of an unconverted soul living in a barren land. Lodabar means no pasture, sold under sin. Macker means soul. He was an outcast from the fallen house of Saul. Mephibosheth was not even able to come to the king to beg for mercy. He has no hope whatsoever being lame in both feet. Things do not look too good. But instead of killing him, David speaks kindly to him. He calls him by name. And then David puts him at ease. He is absolutely in every respect right now placed before David with no hope. He has nothing. But David puts him at ease and then he explains the reason he has sent for him. David says, I will show you kindness for thy father's I don't know you, I've never seen you, but nothing that you've done but because of your father, I am going to show you mercy. I'm going to treat you kind, not for your own sake, but for Jonathan's sake. I will restore unto you all the land of thy father. I'm going to take your servants, give you all of the land that Saul and Jonathan had, and they will till it for you and bring you all the proceeds. And thou shalt eat bread at my table, at the king's table, in the king's palace, continually as long as you live. Now, folks, this is mercy. This is grace. 
David takes his enemy's grandson and grants him all that is in his power to take. And David honored him in every way as one of his own sons. Thus, Mephibosheth was set for life. Please notice a few of the great spiritual traits we see here. Number one, we are all crippled in God's sight. We couldn't even go to the Father. He is holy. There's a veil. You can't get to God. So God came to us. Spiritually crippled. Having nothing good that we've done. But Jesus came. And now God takes us in Jesus. We are given every much as Jesus was. God does not see us when he looks at me. He sees Jesus. And he's doing this not for any good that I've done, but because of what Jesus did. There is no way in our own power that we could ever come to God's throne. Jesus did that for us. And secondly, David extended kindness to Mephibosheth for the sake of Jonathan. Son, everything I'm doing for you, I'm doing it for Jonathan's sake. I'm giving you the best. You'll never have another worry as long as you live. I'm going to take care of you. And it's not anything that you've done, but it's because of the sake of Jonathan. It's not anything that Mephibosheth had done because when David looked upon this boy he saw Jonathan his childhood friend and he had made a covenant with Jonathan beloved this is what the father sees when he looks at us can we get that in our mind we're covered in the blood of Jesus. If we know Jesus is our Savior, his blood has washed away all of our sin. Jesus took our hell that we might take his righteousness. He swapped places with us. 
And thirdly, David said nothing about the lame feet of Mephibosheth. There's no record anywhere in Scripture that David ever mentioned it or made allusions to it. He sat at the king's table. And as he sat there, his feet were covered with fine linen. As he sat there with the others, covered just like they were, they all looked exactly alike. There was no sign of crippled feet. They were all the same. No big eye, no little you. All the same. They looked just like everyone else. And beloved, in Christ, our sins, our blemishes, our crippled spiritual feet are never seen by God because we are covered. Jesus has washed them all away. He has made us as new. We all look the same like the other saints. But you know what? As I read this story, they didn't talk about Mephibosheth. They talked about Jonathan. Jonathan and David were so close. I'm thankful that the Bible says God is no respect of persons. We read about Moses and the Apostle Paul and Isaac and Jacob and Simon Peter and the old Apostle John whom Jesus loved. But what about us? You know, the Bible did not hide any of their imperfections. There was not good, no, not one. And when we sit at God's table at the marriage supper of the Lamb, we're going to all be the same. And it's all because of Jesus. God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have Beloved, I'm thankful of Jesus. Father, thank you for this story, short, sweet, and to the point. Because of David's love for Jonathan, he treated Mephibosheth as his own son. Lord, help us to see this. Lord, help us to be thankful for it. Help us to study it. Lord, help us to get into the meat of the word. Lord, you couldn't tell Mephibosheth's feet was crippled when he sat there at the king's table clothed in fine white linen. They all looked alike. 
here, God, we just want to thank you. And we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.